heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. 117 of YWC Football Talk. Now, you heard this man on episode 100, like you heard a lot of people. But to be honest with you guys, he hasn't been on since the draft, and that was almost six months ago. So Nightmare Bala, Markeem, welcome back to YWC Football Talk. How are we feeling tonight? I'm doing all right, man. Just drinking a bit of water, listening to the game in the background, not watching it. But, you know, yeah, just chilling. No, I hear you. I hear you. I'm 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 the opposite. I'm watching the I'm watching the game, but I got it on mute. So let's like I because lately with these podcasts, like I always record Monday night and Thursday night just so I can have as I you know some foolishness going on there. Um, so I can like watch the game and record at the same time. And I only said the foolishness comment because in that moment we had like you didn't know if it was like offside, if it was like a false start, if it was neutral zone. It was just like, trying to figure it out and everything. But yeah, so that's how that goes. But no, man, it's uh, no, it's good to have you back on, man. And uh, before we get into anything, like folks, I know this was news Monday, but it still is news now because it's just not coming out. But I'm gonna say this right now: Who would have thought that the cons would run a better wrestling promotion than a football team? <laughs> oh man, I I I don't think that it's their fault what's happening, honestly. Cause like you can't just outright fight. Well, we we have to set the table. They might not know what happened. <laughs> but uh, if y'all don't know, there was a video that came out of uh, Urban Meyer at a club or a bar. He, he was at a bar. His own a, bar. His own bar. Yeah. Um. Let, let's let's just say fondling a young lady. <laughs> and uh, you know it's been viral and stuff. And you know, as you know. Um, devout religious person, married man, you know what I mean? And that was not his wife. So the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars in general have caught heat for it. And on top of all that, the team is not good. So this all, this all makes the situation look even worse. They're the worst team in the league while their coach embarrassed them for the entire nation to see. It's just all, all around bad situation. I don't blame the cons per se because they hired urban Meyer, sir it's urban Meyer. like you know it's one of the he is one of the five greatest college coaches of all time and if there was ever a dude to transition from the college to pros it, it would be him so i i get the hire and i even get like them not wanting to just fire him because it is early but i think at this point he's lost that locker room he's embarrassing you I think at the end of the season, if things don't turn around drastically, you got to cut ties. Because I think I think he lost that locker room pretty early. That's just my opinion. Yeah, you know what I think it is, and also I don't mean like the cons. I don't hold them responsible. I'm just saying, as a whole, the Jack the Jaguars organization ever since the um, AFC Championship loss to the Patriots in 2017, it hasn't really been sunshine and rainbows for them. That's why I said that. But yeah, no, that is true. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, basically what I'm, the point I'm trying to get at is look. Uh, you just you can't outright fire him. You're right. I think at this point it's gonna it, it or if anything they could fire him or they'll just say it's best to step away at this point because if you look we'll talk about it later because they got this Sunday against the Titans. Do I see them winning that? No. 
I'm going to be honest with you. They go to London next week. They're second home for all we know. Or not for all we know. They're second home. It's well documented. They're playing next week in, in London against the, who's it? the Miami Dolphins. There's been a lot of times before where coaches have been fired after that game because there's a bye week. So yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if they get off to an 0-6 start and they, you know, they just have the talk where they basically just say, hey, Urban, I think it's best for the both of us that you step, like mutually agree to step down, like a mutual parting of ways. Basically the whole WWE gimmick thing, you know, best of luck in your future endeavors. And then two days later, he's in Southern California rocking some yellow and red at the Coliseum in the Pac-12. I don't think it's going to go down like that. <laughs> I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying I just I get there's a scenario where, look, that wouldn't shock me. But no, I honestly think he's going to ride it out till the end of the season. And then at this point, I can't see them winning. Hell, I can't. I don't know how many games I can see them winning. Like maybe, maybe three if they're lucky. Maybe. But I just Griff, think. Have you, have you seen the video? Oh, the the video of him dancing? Yeah. yeah. You, you it's gotta so be. comfortable. You got to be down bad, man. Like, what were you going to – like, she, she's fully clothed, sir. What are you doing right now? Wait. <laughs> 20. You're like – I don't know how old – he's got to be, like, late 50s, early 60s because he was talking about – the whole story was silly, too, because last Thursday, obviously, they played in Cincinnati. He doesn't even take the team charter home. He goes to Columbus to spend time with his grandkids. Yeah. But then when you're with your grandkids – it's one of those things where I'm just like, well, then what the fuck are you doing at this bar? You should know better. I still feel like it's the whole college dynamic, you know, where it's like, hey, I'm head honcho, I'm this, I'm that. When in reality, no, in the NFL, it's team first. There's only a few coaches in the league who I think can really have the coach is the team personality, you know, like he's not. I'm, I know this is gonna sound biased. I, I'm like, I think it's, it's I think Belichick it's, in the NFL. Yeah, I, I think it's just one. I think it's just Belichick. I can't think of yeah. anyone else. That could but, get away with that. Yeah, but even, too, just the fact where it was like – and then you had the reports. I don't know if you saw these from Michael Silver, which uh, – that was clear PI. There we go. Um, Sorry, folks. There's just a clear PI on the play on Lockett that would have been a catch and made me a lot of fantasy points. But um, my whole thing with it is, though, just going back to the Urban Meyer stuff, it was not taking the team charter home. Like, who does that? Like, hey, guys, yeah, no, I'll see you later. It's like, no, you got to go back to work. You get these – just because you have days off doesn't mean you take them. No, you should be at the facility. You should be learning from your mistakes from the previous game. Because if you remember this last Thursday, they were up 14 to nothing at the half, I believe it was, and they lost 24 to 21. So they got to score 20. They got to score 24 to seven in the second half. Like you don't do that. And then even too for the fact that there was a, the reports, like I said earlier, of the Michael Silver stuff, where teammates, like where team were just not trusting him. And this, this, and that, and then even to the uncomfortable apologies, canceling team meetings, it's just, like, silly. Like, my only thing is, if 52 people can hand him on the roster, I think if one person were to go to the cons and say, hey, I trust him, I think he stays, and that is Trevor Lawrence. Cause Trevor yeah, Lawrence yeah, 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 um, yeah. I, what, what bothers me is, like, you just can't you, – you're – you are too much of a celebrity, even like a little bit of like celebrity, like like Griff, you know, this is a podcast or whatever. But like there's a segment of people that like listen to this podcast that don't know you personally. So to a degree, you're like uh, a public figure. You know what I mean, and just being a public figure, I don't think you would let yourself get caught in a position like that. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, so like, oh man, remember Griff and his podcast? Like, look, this is him at a strip club. 
and he's married. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you're a public figure. Like, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, no one knows who you are. You have no sort of, like, base like that. But he's a, he is, like, one of the biggest public figures in all of sports. You know what I mean? You just, you, you, you can't get caught in that sort of position. You know what I mean? Yeah. You shouldn't. I don't I don't care what like like he go out and get drunk. Hell, we know he gets high. Remember that interview he had a few years ago where he was on that boat with that guy smoking that bomb? Oh, yeah. he, he told the guy like we know he gets high, you know what I mean? But you you can't get you can't not especially not now when the when you're coaching a bad team. You it just can't happen. Yeah. Cuz that's the other thing too. You're right. He's coaching a bad team. It's not like they're off to a 4-0 start. No, they're 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 on 4. I remember week one, they played Houston. Uh, Big Rat came on here and told me, hey, pick the Texans to win that game. They're not as bad as people think. Well, now they are, which we'll talk more later. But I picked against them twice in survival already. Like, I want to take them again this Sunday, but I feel like it's – oh, we'll get into that later. But, no, you're right. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, Not COVID, just a cough. Something caught my throat. Um, That's the whole thing, though. You're right. He's a public figure. And here's the other thing, too. Every single person in that bar has a device. I'm holding mine in my hand right now where you can upload a video in a snap and it's on the internet. You're surrounded by cameras. That's the thing. If this was 20 years ago, it's different. You, you well, might be okay. <laughs> People yeah, just be like, yeah, I saw them, but there'd be no footage of it. Now it's we, like, just, we see it. It's like athletes and like, it's like athletes and I'm going to go into more specifics. It's like the stories you hear from the wrestlers in the nineties and even the early 2000s, like I just recently watched the dark side of the ring from the plane ride from hell. Imagine if Twitter or Instagram were a thing back then to where you found out about shit that went on behind the scenes. Because we all know behind the scenes in wrestling back in the 80s and the 90s is uh, the fucking Wild West compared to what it is. Like that was the Absolutely. Wild West compared to what it is today. So it's the same thing. Like imagine if, say, for example, the guys in whether it be WWE, AEW, New Japan, they were doing that same shit. It's the same thing with athletes. Like I remember, I think it was the 86 Mets. They came out and publicly said, look, yeah, if there was cameras back in the day, like when we were celebrating the World Series, a lot of us probably would have been fired. Like, they yeah, know that, whole, that whole team was doing crack. Shit. <laughs> that <laughs> whole team. The whole team was doing the, the – I think there was like admittance too to like people like doing like drugs off the trophies and shit, like coke off the uh, – I think it was like just just fucked up shit to where it's like, yeah, no, it's a different world where you can't get away with that. So my point with Urban is, look – you got to be careful. You can't just let your guard down and be like, yeah, you know what? Everything's fine. When in reality, like I said, look, Markeem, imagine like we're at a bar. If you see Urban doing something suspicious, you're not just going to ignore it. No, people Absolutely. are going to tape it out and being like, hey, look, here's Urban Meyer. And you got some like sorority chick grinding up on him because I feel like at the same time, too, it was probably there. But even, too, I don't know if you saw his hands. His hands were doing this really uncomfortable thing where you don't know if he's trying to fe- like be like, oh, no. Oh, oh, like, oh, he was digging for gold. Oh, he's digging for gold. That's the thing. He's, like, trying to hide it. But at the same time, too, it's just a out-of-control situation that, like, oh, the Jags must be hating right now. Uh, here, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. There's still time because they, they can salvage this. I don't feel like that team – I don't feel like the cupboard is bare. I just feel like they they have to rein him because like I I refuse to believe that Urban Meyer doesn't know football. He's a genius, man. I've seen this dude, you know what I mean, draw up some of the most creative shit. You know what I'm saying? Turn teams from worst to first. I know it's college, but he still knows football. I don't think like this is like unsalvageable. 
Yeah, I mean, and plus you can give them a little bit of a pass because they're playing with a baby at quarterback. So like, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. They can't. They can't. I tell you what, though, they can't keep getting embarrassed. Like can't, that can't happen. No, 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 I can't because I'm looking at their schedule after. So they have obviously home to the tight. They're home their next two games, even though one's air quotes home because it's in Europe. But then after the bye week, you're going to Seattle. Buffalo's coming to you. You're going to the Colts. You play the Niners and the Falcons. I just realistically don't see a win after their bye week until they play Atlanta because we all know Atlanta's defense is trash. Is it, though? Is it? Uh, you know what? It, it's, it's playing like trash. <laughs> is it trash, though? I don't know. Like, I want to say it is, but, like, I also, too, don't want to say it is. Like, it's a like, really— Like, come, coming into this season, did you think it would be as bad as it is? You know what? Yeah, I was looking more for what the offense was going to do, but I feel like at this with this Atlanta Falcons team, um, they're just a team that, you know, they have to rebuild. They're just putting it off. Yeah, they, they don't want to they, – because they still think they can compete. But I didn't think they'd be giving up, like, college scores to people. I didn't think it'd be this bad. They're a fucking Big 12 team. Yeah, yeah it's bad. Yeah, which, which speaking of which, I wanted to – Get into this with you, but um, like we'll just talk about the big college football in general in the Big 12 because obviously two big powerhouses leave. You have to substitute with four teams, and that's just that's another story we'll talk in a bit. One thing I want to say right now is with college football, I look at it, I think there's only two teams who can actually win the national championship this year, and they both reside in the SEC. I think there's one. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, I think – Georgia is picking the bones of a lot of lesser teams like um, Vanderbilt. I, I think I think that like they beat Arkansas. Right. And I think like it was clear that I think Arkansas is a good team. Don't get me wrong. But how good are they really? Because I think A&M kind of proved themselves to be, you know, just an OK team. You know what I mean? And like, you know what I mean? Because like a, when they beat A&M, uh, A&M was a defensive squad. You know what I mean? Their their whole advantage is the size of the defensive line. And I knew Arkansas would be able to block, you know what I mean? And, you know, be able to kind of grind it out and stuff like that. But they didn't look impressive. And AM just lost to a team that's not good at all in, in Mississippi State. They're not that is not a good football team. I've seen that team give up chunks and chunks of points. Yeah, you know I mean, over the past like oh pretty much over years, you know what I mean? They've never been a good defensive team. Since like the years of Dak, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, yeah, I, I know what time it is, and he lost to them. I was like, maybe they're not that good, and maybe Arkansas isn't as good as we thought. And like Georgia, kind of like picked at their bones, you know what I mean? Like we don't, we really don't know how good they are. They barely beat Clemson, who's not a good team, who's mm-hmm. not, who's not. You know what I mean, we don't really know. The only thing we know is that Bama's offense is unstoppable once again. That's all we know. That's all we know. Bama too also has like the the like their recruiting class coming in this year was just unbelievable. Like I only say Georgia because their defense is so good, but I feel like you're right. They're going to get tested, and that's when they're going to lose. And also I remember this too is that Kirby Smart is has a losing record against Nick Saban because Nick Saban dominates against all of his former assistants. Yeah, because they 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 know the game because of him. <laughs> Bright, but Bright, Bryce Young's going to win the Heisman though. Yeah. No. Like, uh, it, if him, they uh, if they just win and he plays well, he's he, gonna win Heisman. Yeah, like because that was one thing too. Everyone was saying like Spencer Rattler this year, and I'm like, no, nah, because like even too, the first draft boards were coming out for this year. 
I wouldn't be shocked this with this year's draft if it's not a quarterback going first because there's the the one guy, two guys I've been looking at that are going to be top five picks. One's Thibodeau, the offense, the defensive lineman from Oregon, and then the cornerback uh, from LSU, Stingley. But I feel like this draft could be like 16, you know, where a team, a middle pack team, gives up a king's ransom like San Francisco did last year to move up and draft a quarterback at one. I I don't think any of them are that great though. I think the I think the only one I can really see playing actual uh like you know meaningful NFL having a meaningful impact on an NFL team like a starter like this is a reliable starter is homeboy from uh from Ole Miss what's called uh Corler Mackerel yeah yeah Mackerel yeah he's good he's good but um the rest of them like uh North Carolina um inconsistent that boy's inconsistent as hell um the boy from uh from USC I don't think is that good at all like I, yeah yeah I don't think he's that good at all the only one I see is the you know uh Corral from Ole Miss that's it yeah because like I think Spencer Rattler like he's an okay player it's just Oklahoma like it's like I think it'll take him a few years to develop um but also I'm just looking at the rankings right now like like I don't think you're going to see an I, uh, Ohio State in the playoff unless they were on the table and win the Big Ten. Um, obviously, oh yeah, oh, yeah they 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 have to win out. They have to win out. Yeah, like I'm looking at like let's just look at this right now. Ohio State schedule. Obviously, last week they beat Rutgers, but Markeem, we could build a team from the YWC and we'd probably beat Rutgers. Um, <laughs> Indiana, Penn State, Nebraska, Purdue, Michigan State, and then obviously the famous Ohio State Michigan game. So I think they, be- they should they should win out though. Like they should win out. They should, but we don't know if they will. Um, I think the team that benefits the most from all this randomness is Cincinnati. Like that win over Notre Dame, they need because I don't think Notre Dame's terrible this year, but they need Notre Dame to keep winning now that they beat them. Because like, I know, I know, especially Phil. I know he's not gonna like hearing this, but um, they have the best shot of any team I think, like ever to like not be from a power five and play for a national championship you know what that's fair that is that's a fair statement they're fifth in the country right now behind um iowa and penn state i still feel like though they're gonna get out just because of the whole non-power five stuff it's kind of like the whole argument with the pac-12 for years where the pac-12's always been called the weaker conference but i'd make the case as of late that the acc and i'm sorry to say this for the kid big rat but like miami's a fucking fraudulent team Oh, they were ranked too high. I, I, I oh, believe they're I told them that. I believe I told them that. I can't remember. But yeah, the ACC is not good. Uh, the Pac-12 are just going to beat up on each other. Uh, it's a lot of randomness this year, man. That's what I'm saying. Cincinnati keep winning, and if Notre Dame can keep winning, Cincinnati they they have a chance to sneak in. I think to everyone's dismay, like you said, it's going to be two SEC teams. Uh, Bam, Bama in Georgia, or even if it's not Georgia, it's someone else is going to be two SEC teams, whether we want it to or not. And then uh, a Big 12 team, and then who knows? Yeah, I, th- I feel like you're going to end up getting Texas and Oklahoma, which, folks, I learned this a couple weeks ago. From I've started betting college football. I also bet NFL. I bet college now. If you're going to bet a Big 12 game, bet the over. Yeah. Texas-Oklahoma this Saturday, bet the absolutely. over. Absolutely. I did it with Texas Tech and Texas, which Texas is another team. Like, they're not – I'm not coming out here and saying they're this great team, but they're doing better now than they have in recent memory. Like, Sarkeesian's changing up that program. 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't like. I'm not saying they're a powerhouse, but I'm not. I'm not saying they're horrible anymore. Like they're 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 they're, they're like slowly making their way back. I feel like, but once they get to the SEC, they have to start recruiting defense. We've said this about Scar- uh, Sarkeesian before, though. Like we've been here. We've done this. We've yeah. Done this. yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, but uh, I think Oklahoma's gonna win pretty easily on uh, Saturday, though. Oh yeah, I have Oklahoma winning, but I still feel like it's going to be like forty-five to thirty-five. Like they're going to put up eighty points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think they—it's like not even going to be dramatic. I think they win comfortably. I think they're just like that much better. Yeah, I, I still feel like look, if you are betting, like which I plan on doing, you—I think you have to take tech, like take the over because look, like I said, it's easy. I tried it last week with Texas, and I think it was Kansas State, and they failed me by a bunch of points. Which if I literally swapped. Texas and Kansas, I think it was Texas and Kansas State, and Michigan-Wisconsin over under. Because I thought Michigan-Wisconsin was like the under lock of the century because both teams play really good defense. If I had switched those, I would have won money. That was not the case. Wisconsin is also fraudulent. But, yeah. Um, Wisconsin yeah, big fraudulent. My, 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 uh, my hottest of hot takes, though, the, the warmest take that I had, about this entire season, I didn't get to make on this show, but I'm gonna say so it here: um, Clemson's gonna lose five games this season. That that was that was like my my hottest of hot take. But now now it's not not that hot anymore because they already lost the two. I thought they were gonna lose already. And let's go through the rest of their schedule. I think they lose to um I think they lose to Pittsburgh. I think they lose to um. Let me look at else. No, I don't think they lose South Carolina. Oh, Phil's sad at you now. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. But I mean, it's possible. That is possible. Then that will make it six. But I had all the games. Oh, let me pull it up. Let's see Syracuse, Pittsburgh. I, I think State. I, I think they lose to uh, Pittsburgh. I think they lose to Syracuse. And who else we got on that list? Louisville. And I think they, and I think they lose to Wake. Yeah, because the Louisville, I think they more likely win. Uh, if they lose to Connecticut, they should uh, just be like just fold the season, just like call it a day. But this team is going to end up playing in like a bowl game. Like they're not going to even make a New Year's Six bowl. That's how bad it's been this year for them. The offense is terrible. Yeah, DJ Ungalele, I don't think is like this is because what's it called? This is like that weird period. Like because you remember after the Deshaun Watson year, they had Kelly Bryant, but then. Like he sure he got into the playoff, but then he they found out hey he's not the guy, and then they started Lawrence, and they went to two national championships, yeah. killing Alabama and won. Yeah, that's where I view all of it. Like that's where I view Clemson like right now, where it's just like that transition year where they're gonna have to go out and recruit someone else to really take them to the next level. Or can they just be what I thought and one of those teams that were like a blip? Because I've I've said this to a lot of people. Alabama is the only constant in all of college football. Like this, they, they, the time of Clemson could just be gone, and we could be moving on to something else. It could just it, be gone. It it could be the only other programs that have been kind of like I guess you can still would you still consider Ohio State to be consistent? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. They're always good. But I'm I'm saying like winning championships. Oh, okay. Because I know there's a diff. Like obviously there's a difference between being a winning program and winning championships. Yeah. Because I still cons- I still consider Ohio State to be consistent. I even, um, you know, Ohio State, Oklahoma, you know, all all the usual guys. I, I, There's I, only I, one big dog though. 
Yes, there's only one big dog. It's because Alabama. You're right. I, they're going to be good until uh, Nick Sab until Nick Saban's done. They will be good until he decides to walk away. Which have you ever heard the story about Bear Bryant? Uh, which story? <laughs> that he retired and that like three weeks later he had a heart attack. Yeah, he had a heart attack and died. Yeah. Like that yeah. just it's it just weird to show like how much he's like loves football and stuff where it's just like he's been away from the game for only a few weeks and he's just like oh yeah I'm, the world's not for me anymore. Yeah, he he had a quote. He was like, "Without this game, I don't know if I have any purpose in the world." And he died like three weeks later. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think even after Nick leaves, I think they're still they're still great. Yeah, because even this year too, like they lost so many people to the NFL. Which that's the thing too. Like if you look at them, how many people they got going to the NFL? And I'm gonna apologize because the last time you were on, I said that Mac Jones' ceiling was Kirk Cousins in Washington somewhat of a bias take, but I think that's slowly <laughs> starting to change because he's in the right system. He's not in a, cause my, also my opinion on Alabama NFL quarterbacks too, because if you look at a lot of them now, they're starting to be better. And before a lot of Bama quarterbacks are just going to bad teams. who didn't know how to use them properly. Yeah. They would either get hurt or out of the league. Cause they were on a bad team. That was, didn't know how to develop them. Exactly. I mean, not, now you got one that's just hurt. And I feel bad for him. <laughs> oh, I feel bad for I feel bad for Tua too. But um, Jalen Hurts has been like, don't do this, don't do this. <laughs> no, his stat like not not for a like a playing capacity, but for fantasy football, he's I think he's ranked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he runs for his life because he makes bad decisions. That boy's terrible. But I'm gonna say this too. I don't know if you listened to the episode, but a few weeks ago. Because Big Rad and I do the Danny Dimes primetime series. Basically, him and I will come on whenever it's Giants primetime game. Because yeah. we did it la- we did it last year twice, and it was just out of random spice. So we decided to make it a series out of it. He said that one injury for that Eagles team, and they were done in the next game. That's unfortunately, I think it was Brandon Graham or yeah, Brandon Graham's a defensive lineman, right? I was trying to confuse him yeah. and Brooks. Yeah, I, one of them got hurt and was out for the season, and that's where it was kind of went downhill because. You guys obviously won game week one, the huge game against the uh, against the Falcons. But then after that, it kind of went downhill. Because the they even after the Falcons game, I was like, this this is not don't 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 bank on this. <laughs> he, he's not some sort of offensive savant. You know I mean, and the defense being good, I'm not gonna lie, that was a bit surprising. I, I didn't I didn't think they would be as good as they've been. I, I I'll acknowledge that. I will say that. I still think. I mean, you got to say the Jags are the worst team in the league because they haven't won a game. But um, I still think we're like right up there. <laughs> like we're not. <laughs> like I still like I still think there's there's much more to be positive about. Let's say if you were uh, a Jets fan to me than an Eagles. You know what I'm saying? Much more to be positive about. Because you know what? Because Danny's even admitted this that because Jets and Giants. Like I'm gonna say this right now. Giants fans, I feel like, have that false sense of hope where they feel like they're this great team, Daniel Jones. You know what? Hey, for all we know, he could be a franchise quarterback. I ate a lot of crow last week because I was saying that I expected the Saints to kill the Giants in the because considering it was the first game in the Superdome with fans in almost two years, um, the Saints looked great against the Patriots the week before and also to the Packers game. And the fact, too, that the Giants lost to Atlanta on a last-minute field goal, I was like, there's no way the Giants win this game, lock in the state's seven, minus seven-and-a-half favorites. And then I'd eat crow from Giants fans because the Giants won and the Saints didn't even cover. So 
the Giants would be more successful if they got the ball to Saquon Barkley in more creative situations. Oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like set him, set him up so he can get in the open field and do, and do what he does. I also like, will say this too. Sterling Shepard has looked a lot better for them this year so far. Yeah, he's been good. He's been yeah. good. Yeah. And then the one thing, what was the other thing I was going to say too with the, um, oh, one more college take I had before we get into week five's games. I remember it was the 2018 Peach Bowl. I was watching it with my like my family and stuff, and I remember it was it was Bama, Oklahoma, not Bama, uh, LSU, Oklahoma. My mom was like, "Oh, who's gonna win?" I'm like, LS- "LSU, they're gonna kill them." And she's like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah, Oklahoma can't play defense." And what happened? Uh, I think LSU put up like 60. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Well, when Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase were just like running buck wild all over the field in Atlanta, I'm just like, "Yeah, this one's over before it even begins." Yeah, Lincoln, uh, Lincoln Riley don't care about that stuff. You mean future Dallas Cowboy head coach Lincoln Riley? You you think so? You no, think so? I don't. I don't. I honestly don't. I think that's just like a like a fantasy land world for Jerry Jones. And I'll still say this take that I I've, I believe this. And I've said I think I've said it on here before. The Dallas Cowboys will not be a super. They can be like the the Super Bowl contender we all think they are. I said air quotes. I don't think they'll actually win a championship until Jones is no longer the GM, which won't happen until he either passes or sells the team, which he's not selling the team. Yeah, yeah, he, it's the WWE. They won't win until he dies. Yep. <laughs> until, I, I've said that too, though. But he either he has to. Well, I, don't want to, I definitely want to talk about the damn Cowboys. But either he has to has to step away and let you know what I'm saying his his kids and everyone else run the team, or he has to get to the point where he is completely hands on, because you can't you can't be one foot in one foot out. I literally was just saying this, hire a football mind, bring in someone who knows football to run your organization. But I think he's just too egotistical. It's literally Vince. He's just too egotistical to do that. And I'm pretty like, sure like he, he can't say because he says all the time, I have no control over, you know, what they do in terms of on field stuff. When it's clear he has influence over everything they do on that field. One hundred percent. Well, anyway, do you want to start talking week five? Yeah, yeah we're predicting games. That's cool. So this game right now, obviously, it's right around halftime for Seahawks-Rams. Um, I picked the Rams to win personally, but we'll see what happens as, oh, Russell Wilson almost got clocked by Aaron Donald there. Um, but this week, we actually got a London game. We got a 9.30 wake-up call, but it's a bit of an ugly wake-up call unless you're a fan of either team with the Jets and the Falcons from London. I'm going to go on a whim here. You know what? I, I think the Jets are going to win. I, so something's telling me the Jets are going to win this weekend. I mean that's not that <laughs> that's not that far fetched, man. Look who they playing. <laughs> Do you see the injuries too for the Falcons? Yeah, they're yeah they're playing a team that's basically dead. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like you have Cordero Patterson who's just been crazy, and then you have um, Kyle Pitts who's been really quiet this year. But I feel like a lot of people, I think Kyle Pitts was another person too. Not that he was fraudulent. I feel like people just overhyped him to where everyone thought, you know what, he's just like. Next great pass catcher, which, hey, he may be one day, but you and I have talked about this before on the show. Travis Kelsey was a late-round pick. Travis yeah. Kelsey wasn't, like, this great talent. Because, like, I love it when everyone goes to it's like, oh, why wasn't Kelsey a first-round pick? Why wasn't Kittle? It was just, like, because tight ends need time to develop. The guys like Hawkinson and Fan are different exceptions. But you have these situations with these tight ends where it takes a while to defend and develop. Like I said, there's only certain cases, and also to Gronkowski you can include in there, where it takes some time to get going. Gronk, I'd, I'd, 
I, I know it's revisionist history, but uh, I, I, I knew. I was like, yeah, he has the size. I didn't think, I didn't think he ever become pass catcher. He did. <laughs> I was like, this dude's gonna be good though. But yeah, I didn't think he'd become that, the great, the goat. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. It's like even too. It's like uh, this is gonna be a really dark spot. But even at the same time too, for all that happened, it's still oh, one of the biggest questions I've always had with tight ends and more or less the Patriots is how Hernandez. good. Yep, how good would Aaron Hernandez be if he still stayed with the Patriots? Yeah, that's, that's I know that's a really dark place to go to, but it's or stayed out of prison like not just the Patriots. If he doesn't go to jail if he does not go to jail if he doesn't murder that guy, Odin Lloyd. How good of a career does he have? If Sean Taylor doesn't die, die, how good of a safety does he end up being? It's a lot of stuff like that. Oh, I think Sean Taylor could have been a could have been in Canton. Sean, Sean Taylor would have been the goat. Yeah, I, I tell I tell the kid this all the time. I hate that guy. Well, I hated him when he was here, but yeah, he would have been the goat. But yeah, what were we talking about? The Falcons and the uh, Falcons it, and the Jets. <laughs> yeah, the Jets. look, there's nothing to talk about with this game. Like, look, Zach Wilson looked pretty good last week. Robert Sala got his first win um, with a very big upset against Tennessee, which I was kind of leery because I actually just found this funny. I just realized this. Last week, the Titans were missing A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. This week, the Falcons are going to be missing Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage. I And also, too, I'm going to say this is the score of this game. This is either going to be like a 17 to like 14 game or like for some reason it's a weird shootout like what we saw with Washington and Atlanta last week. I also think people should cut Zach Wilson some slack, man. I do, too. I do, too. I just think it's because he's in New York. You're just so much under a magnifying glass when you're there. If he was in, say, hell, if he had gotten drafted to Detroit, I don't think he's under much as under as much pressure as people think. I think it's just with, with the title of playing in New York, everything you do is magnified. Like, look at Daniel Jones. It's the same thing. I don't think I don't he'd think. be playing right now if he was <laughs> he was in Detroit. I think you know it would have just it was more of the small mar- the smaller market comparison. Yeah, I, I got you. I got you. Yeah, that that's what I meant with that. This one though, I'm I'm still riding with the Jets, but like because look, like I said too, I think the Falcons the Falcons aren't really a good defense, and the Falcons too are just that team that like you know they are not good enough because the Falcons are in that weird purgatory where they're not bad enough to pick number one overall. But at the same time, too, they're not good enough to – I didn't even think a playoff contender. I, I, Some people thought – I said, hey, maybe, maybe they can. But once they got killed by the Eagles week one, I'm like, no, this team's not it. Yeah, they are not. Oh, they're not. That's all I can say. About, uh, so who do you have winning this game? I got the Jets. All right, cool. Let's, uh, In an ugly-ass game. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Danny. Um, I tweeted that today once I found out about the injuries. I was just like, Jets money line. Uh, and then he said, yeah, two and three going because the Jets have their bye week next week. And then they go into Gillette Stadium in two weeks. And I literally just said, yeah, build them up to break them down. <laughs> it's fucked up. <laughs> y'all, 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 y'all so mean to daddy, man. <laughs> it's, 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 it's easy to be mean to a Jets fan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's just it's, it's it's low hanging fruit. Um, next up in the first game of the one o'clock hour, we have the Saints of the football team. I fully expect the Saints. I know last week I was really confident and cocky about the Saints, but this week, in all honesty, I expect a bounce back from the Saints. Because here's the other thing, too. I'll say this. The Washington football team's defense has been very disappointing this year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Chase Young, too. Chase Young is included in that as well. I mean, it's still early. 
It it is still early. So you know, but so far, yes, I agree. Absolutely agree. But um, yeah, I think that uh the Saints win this game. Um, T- Taylor, what's that boy? Taylor Heineke. Yeah. He's he's um. He he's gotten away with a lot of things that he shouldn't, and I feel like he's gonna turn the ball over this game. <laughs> I feel like he's gonna turn the ball over this game a lot. James Winston could too, but I feel like he's, yeah, he's gonna turn the ball over a lot in this game. There was a weird sequence. An- another where... ugly game. Another ugly game. This is yeah, I think you're right. This is another ugly game. But there was a weird sequence in this game, and um, with last week's game where they had Taysom Hill throw a deep ball that resulted in an interception. Where I'm just kind of saying, like, I feel like Sean Payton is still. He don't trust him. He don't no, trust no. Jameis. He don't no. trust. <laughs> I have a great metaphor. I have a great metaphor. You know what? Jameis Winston is this. Like new. Like, so say, for example, if he's like moving on and moving on in life from one girl to another. And I'm saying like this new girl, like, you know what? Hey, he does stuff better. But Taysom Hill at the same time. It's that like girl you keep going back to, even though you shouldn't be going back to, or even actually no, I'll scrap scrap the girlfriend thing. I still think Sean Payton wants to make Taysom Hill work to basically be like, look, this is a project that I took on, and if he's successful, I look like a fucking genius. It's been years though now, man. You gotta let that go. 2017, but I just I feel like Sean Payton that's still eating inside him to where he's like determined to make Taysom work. Now with that being said, Taysom Hill had two unbelievable runs in that game against the Giants last Sunday where he just completely trucked Pete. Like he caught trucked defenders on that play. But at the same time too, you got to let Taysom. I feel like you should only have Taysom in on those like short plays. Don't let him throw, just let him run, line him up in coverage to block. And you let Jameis throw, but at the same time too, you can't let Jameis always go for broke on these plays. You have to be conservative with his passing. I mean, he doesn't trust them. Like, Jameis doesn't throw the ball as much as he should. He doesn't trust him. Uh, exactly. He, does, he doesn't trust him. And this team is – this this Saints team is very Jekyll and Hyde where it's like, look, the one week, kill the Packers, get killed by the uh, – the, get killed by the Panthers. And then you go to the Patriots and you just dominate for four quarters. And then the next game, you lose to the Giants in overtime when you were up. I think it was 21 to 10 going into the fourth quarter. Yep. Yep. It's just a tale. It's a tale of two different teams. Weird season, man. In general, it's a weird season. But you kind of, I feel like with the NFL parody is always a good thing. And with that being said, I, I'm going with the Hudak guys. I'm going with the Saints to win this game. Yeah, I think so too. Um, well, also, I, I I know it's on the road, which is you know, yeah. But like what? like like you said, um. Watch this defense, because usually in a game like this, you would usually give it to the team that has the has the better defense in a game like this, especially as early. Yeah, I mean, neither team is particularly that efficient on offense or that great. You would think, you know, what I mean, but Washington's defense hasn't been as good as we thought. So, yeah, I've said this about a few games this year. And you know what? This game, it rings true. This as well. Whoever's going to win this game is whatever offense will make less mistakes. Yep. Yep. As easy as that. Next up, we got um, Packers visiting the Bengals. Bengals surprising three and one team this year, but look, I think Aaron, like, there's just something up. Aaron's, I thought, like, this look after Week One, I was like, I don't know about the Packers, but then the fact that the last two weeks they killed the Lions, 
they took care of the Steelers, and I'm trying to think of who they played week three. I'm I'm having a brain fart right now. I got to look it up. But they oh they um they went to the 49ers and Aaron Rod- I went to bed I went to bed before the game was done and I woke up and I realized Aaron Rodgers won the game with 30 seconds left. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and with that being said, look, I just think the Bengal the the Packers are going to be too much for the Bengals to handle. Okay, conventional wisdom wisdom would tell you that, right? Like it would. Yeah. It would it would tell you that, but man, the Bengals defense has been shockingly good. Like shockingly Stanford, good. Logan Wilson. Like man, I don't know, man. Like if they, they put a little heat on Aaron, hit him a few times, rattle him, they're at home. You know, I'm I'm going to upset, man. I'm I'm going I'm going with the Bengals, man. I'm going with the upset. Absolutely. You know what I like about I'm gonna say this with this game right now. I my take on this game. The Packers win, but they don't win comfortably. They win like twenty-four to twenty. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it'll be something like that. And yo, man, like, look, this is this is a game where eyes will be on Joe Burrow. This is a coming out party for party for him. He will make big plays down the stretch, and I, I think they win. I think they win. I'm not saying they're a playoff team or anything like that, but I, I, I do. I think they win this game. I really do. I think the season for the Bengals is not about making the playoffs. I think it's more about can you improve as a team? And with that being said, yes, they've improved as a team. Basically, they have to do enough for Zach Taylor to keep his job. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was on the hot seat. I know Bengal fans are calling for his head going into the year. Um, this next game right here, I wanted to talk to you about personally because I have it for survival. Um, Vikings versus the Lions. So I picked the Vikings for survival, but something there's a little voice in my head screaming out trap game. Now, All right. I know I know the Lions suck, but you know what? I it's just divisional football so, so unpredictable. Exactly. So this year, um, the Vikings haven't got to the quarterback like we usually know that they usually do. Um, just in general, the defense hasn't been as good in general as they usually, as they have been these past few years in general. It's just kind of weird. Injuries have a lot to do with it, things like that. But I don't think it matters that much in this game because the Lions offense is such such a self-sacrificing offense. Yeah, you know I mean? Stupid fumbles, turnovers. Jared Goff has been a disaster. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think I think they still win. I think you're fine. I think you're fine. I, th- I think I think the Lions will snatch defeat from the jaws of victory more than the the Vikings will snatch victory. You know what I mean? I, I think you're fine. Like they'll find a way to lose. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think yeah. you're okay. I think I think I may I think I may keep it. There's only one other team I'm considering doing because I basically with survival it's like a one strike thing where it's like two strikes, but I already lost one last week because of the Giants beating the Saints. Um, but no, the only thing I think here is I wouldn't be shocked if the wait, 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 what, what's the what's, what's the spread on this game? Ten points. I was about to say I would not be shocked if the Lions covered. Well, I don't know about that, but yeah, I don't think they'll win. But I don't know about that. That's 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 a lie. That's a lot. Like that, that was the thing last week, too, because I'm also in a spread pool. And Houston at Buffalo, it was a 16-point spread. I took I took Houston. Buffalo killed them. So it's like I feel like Vegas does these like big spreads to really fuck with people, to make them like second-guess it. And then you know what? Say, hey, that's too much. It's not going to happen. It's not going to cover. 
and then it covers. Yeah. Um, man, the, man, that's a lot, man. The over-under is also 49. I would take the under in that game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next game right now, Denver Broncos at Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to say this. I know Pittsburgh's been horrible ever since they beat Buffalo week one. If Drew Locke is in quarterback for the for the Denver Broncos, there should be no excuse for the Pittsburgh Steelers not to win this game. I, I know Ben has looked horrible, but we can still argue Ben Roethlisberger so, is a better quarterback than so, Drew Locke. So what is it? T- Bridgewater's game time decision? Well, he's got a concussion, so I think we'll probably know tomorrow or probably Sunday morning. Okay. And also, too, I love how everyone is claiming Denver to be this great team. The fact that they lost to Baltimore after beating uh, being three and zero, beating the teams of the combined records of zero and nine. You beat the two New York teams, and then you beat the uh, Jaguars. It's just it, not. They've been they've been bottom feeding. That's a yeah. But you know what? That's what they had to do. And I was saying this too with the with the Broncos. So they have a schedule right now. Obviously, they played the Ravens last week. They play the Steelers this week. I think they have the Cleveland coming up, the football team, and the Raiders. I said this. They have five games in October. If you can escape October with a 3-2 and two record after going 3-0 and oh in September, I'll believe in them if they're 6-2 and two going into November. If they're under five, if they manage to get under 500 at the end of November, at the end of October, excuse me, yeah, they're just a cute little – they're a cute story at the beginning of the game. All right, the Broncos secondary has been very good this season. But that's the thing, great defense. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, Ben's been prone to make mistakes. You know what I mean? Like, you know this. I, I don't know, man. I, I, you know what? I don't think it matters. Well, they are at home. They are at home. It is in Pittsburgh. It's not in Denver. Yeah, yeah they are at home. I tell you what, if this was a road game, I'd I'd confidently I'd confidently pick the uh, Broncos, if, like if they were at home. But because because they got to go to Hinesfield, man, I don't know. Um, because I don't think the Steelers are good at all. But I also I'm not sure if the Broncos are good at all either. But I, I I'm pretty sure the Steelers aren't. And I think this is Mike Tomlin's last year coaching the Steelers. Um. Yeah, I said it. I went there. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna go the Steelers just because they're at home, just because it's a home game. You you know what? If Mike Tomlin gets fired though, you know what he is? He's the What's coach that, that Mike, Mike. So say if there's a coach that's like either on the fence of being fired or they had a team that had an okay season. If Mike Tomlin is gone from the Pittsburgh Steelers after this year, he is snatched up almost immediately, in my opinion, for whoever Absol- else. Like a- absolutely, where a team will fire their current coach just to hire him. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think he's gonna get fired. I think he'll resign. Yeah, it'll be the whole like handshake agreement because we've I've addressed this several times before. The fifty three in the fifty three year history, not of the whole team, but the fifty three past fifty three years, they've gone through three head coaches, and we've talked about this before too. Remember the whole if Terry Bradshaw was in today's NFL, he would not be a Hall of Famer. Nope. No, he was a horrible quarterback to start his career, and terrible. then he terrible. Yeah. And then did you ever hear the story that Terry Bradshaw wanted to play one more year in 1983 and the Pittsburgh Steelers could have drafted Dan Marino? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the um the ESPN 30 for 30 talked about it. Uh Elway to Marino, they talked about it. I never knew that until then. I was like, "Man, <laughs> I I would I would I would have took his knee out. Like you, you got to go home. We got Dan Marino. It's crazy." 
Yeah, but Terry Bradshaw was like in the whole, oh, I won't show up if you draft Marino. And they, I guess they felt like they owed something to Terry. Obviously, he's won four Super Bowls. But at the same time, too, it just shocks me to think, look, if this, that's today's NFL, Terry Bradshaw's out of the league quick. And Dan Marino was playing today. He'd be one of the best in the league. <laughs> yeah. But, but cr- even, too, Dan Marino had that guarantee, remember, where he's like, oh, yeah, we'll get back in no time for – going back to the Super Bowl, and they never ended up going, getting back to another one, unfortunately. But as for this game goes, though, with Denver and Pittsburgh, uh, I'm, I'm going Pittsburgh just because it's at home, but I'm saying this right now, this is going to be an ugly game. I think it's going to be an ugly, low-scoring game. Yeah, Bridge, especially if Bridgewater don't play. Like, it's, this might be. Oh, yeah. because they were grind me. I always say this last year. There was a game between the Broncos and the Patriots. The Patriots lost 18-12. to that was because Drew Locke couldn't convert on third down a lot of the time, and the Patriots managed to sh- force them to six field goals in that game. You six touchdowns. That's forty. Not too quick, Matt. That's forty-two to twelve. What the score would have been. Hmm. So just some food for thought. But yeah, no. If it's if it's Teddy Bridgewater playing, I think it'll be a bit of a better scoring game. But no, if it's Drew Locke, no way. Um, now on to the game because we were all talking about it earlier. Titans at Jaguars. <sighs> I mean, the Titans are going to win, right? I mean, we can't actually. Yeah, like, right? Like, you know, come on. Like, they, they have to. Right? Yo, Derrick Henry, good Lord. Like, good Lord. Like, <laughs> like he, he is he is a force of nature, man. Is he the best player in the NFL, honestly? Is he the best uh, player in the NFL? He's the best. He's got to be up there. I still, I still consider it to be Aaron Donald, personally. But my God, he he is a he is a different animal, man. Like I I tell you, like when I when I saw him back in the day, I didn't see this. I, I don't know what this is. I don't think anyone saw this. He's he is unstoppable. Like he is, you cannot tackle him alone. He's becoming a better a better receiver out of the backfield too, which is scary. You know what I mean? It's like it's almost like each season he's gotten better. You know what I mean? It, it's really sight to behold, man. Yeah, that dude. Man. Some Bama, it's weird with Bama running backs. You have some that have turned out to be really good, like, for example, Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry, Najee Harris. Looks like he's on his way. He could be there at some point. Uh, Damian Harris in New England. And then you have, like, two running backs who are really horrible in Trent Richardson and Bo Scarborough. <laughs> Come on, man. Leave, leave Trent Richardson alone, man. I'm sorry, man, but, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, where Derrick Henry, like, Trent Richardson went third in the draft behind Locke and Griffin. But then, um, he and then Derrick Henry, I think, was like a second round pick. And then it took I, I remember it was his first two years were whatever. But it was that Thursday night game against the Tennessee uh, the, it was Titans Jags, because I always say this. That game should always be a Thursday night football game. Remember back in the day when the Titans would have all those like baby blue uniforms and the Jags being the gold. Yep. Yeah. Like just put them on Thursday night football, put them in those like weird, obscure jerseys and you'll make football fans life's easier. But it was they're that going, one game. They go on national TV and embarrass themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and the game will be 20 to 17. And we'll all sit there being like, why the fuck did I spend three hours watching this? But at the same time, too, I said that about I say that about a lot of games. But here I am every single Thursday watching football. Yeah. <laughs> it is rarely a good matchup. This week was pretty, pretty good, though. Yeah. The, the, and with Thursday night football too coming up, I'm before we go on another note because I think you and I both agree. I I was tempted to say the Jags just because I'm like this would be the perfect like in a very weird in a weird quirky world. This is like screams Jaguars win like for all the shit that's going on. 
but I just don't see that happening. Um, the thing I'm going to – what was I going to say? Um, what was I going to say? With Thursday Night Football, there are a few matchups coming up that are kind of intriguing, though. You have the – on the 28th, you have the uh, Green Bay Packers playing Arizona, and then in two weeks, you have Cleveland playing Denver, which if Teddy Bridgewater is back, that could be a pretty good game. Meanwhile, next week, you have Tom Brady going to Philly to play the Eagles. Hmm. That's that's one of those games will at least be a, a entertaining blowout. <laughs> and then you have but, the Jets. But, the Bucks are real fun to watch, man. I, I like watching them. They're real fun to watch. I, I got some stuff to say about that because uh, the next game I have, uh, yeah, you know what? I was going to go into the next game, but I'm going to skip over it. I'll come back to it because the Dolphins visit the Bucks. I loved last week how everyone was saying, like, 40-point blowout, Bucks were going to kill the Patriots, and then obviously it was the, the low-scoring, rainy thriller that we got. And everyone was – I feel like a lot of people were – the national media, for all intents and purposes, was, like, disappointed with the outcome where they were just, like – I think everyone was wanting Tom Brady just to kick kick the Patriots' ass, and that didn't happen. But with the Bucks, you're right. They are fun to watch. It's just – man, their defense is – banged up at the moment the fact like their their secondary is depleted like the fact they signed sherman out of like desperation was just yeah crazy yeah yeah that's why he were he were from podcasting to playing on an nfl team <laughs> it's kind of crazy yeah yeah the only other part that i uh dan graziano from espn pointed out and i i felt like it was necessary was the fact too that it just seems like his whole criminal stuff got swept under the rug some of was that really that there's a I, I even say there was a scary video of him basically trying to break the door down and stuff and trying to fight people. I think it was at his wife's house or something like that, or it was like someone's house. I thought it was his house or it was his house, I think, but I, I don't know what happened, but part of me just went, I was like, Jesus Christ. That's like, I think that's just CTE showing it's a dark, ugly head. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I can't say too much about that one. All we know is that he had a meltdown. That's all. That's all I can comfortably say. He did. That. Um, also, too, I'm going to say a fact about this game, though, because it's obviously Bucks and, uh, Bucks and Dolphins. Tom Brady has not lost to another team more than the Miami Dolphins. He's 23-12 and 12 all time against them. Yeah, yeah, that that is something worth pointing out. Do you think he loses this game, though? You know what? It's in Tampa, so I'm going to say no, and I'm going to quote Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk when I listened to it at work earlier today. If this game were in Miami, I'd have a different story, but the fact this game's in Tampa – I'm going Bucks, but this is another game where the spread is 10 points. I want to say Miami Miami can cover, but man, Jacoby Brissett has not looked good at all. I don't know, man. You know, he I feel like he can dink and dunk his way to some yards here, you know what I mean? Control the clock. I feel like Flores too can kind of like know Brady to where he can like know how to disrupt him, kind of like we saw Belichick do last week. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I man, I'm not gonna pick them to win. That's crazy, but I, I pick this. I think this will come down to the end. I do think it'll be close, this like the slow. last the last possession. Over under is 48 in this game. I'm gonna take the under in this game. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say this is a game like 21 to 17. Miami has a chance to like go downfield and like win the game, but then they screw themselves over. Like they, you know, it's yeah. like fourth yeah, and see ten, that. like fourth see and that. 10 and they just get an incompletion or something like that. Or Brissett gets sacked. 
Yeah, Brady drives them down for a field goal. They have a chance to win, and something bad happens. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's what I think. In um, fact, that, that's what's going to happen. I'm going to go ahead and book that. <laughs> all right. Um, so earlier in the year when I did the NFC champ, the NFC preview show with uh, Matt Beast and Jared Silberkleit, um, you were supposed to be on there. Obviously, it's something come up. You weren't a part of it. Matt was kind of against this, but Jared and I were for it and saying that the Carolina Panthers could be a dark horse team this year. And I'm still stick that. Oh, by the way, that's another take that I had that I'm still sticking by was the Pittsburgh Steelers will miss the playoffs in 2021. And that's looking pretty good. Um, but with, uh, my other take was that Carolina was a sleeper team to watch. And I think so far so good. Like I know last week they lost to Dallas, but they held in, they held in good with the, uh, they held in good with the Cowboys. Man, I don't know. It's, it's something weird about that, that offensive front. The offensive line. It's like oh, they play worse. They, shit. Yeah, they They're play worse. They play worse and worse and worse every week. I don't know, man. I don't know. And then, like, look, man, Christian McCaffrey gets hurt all the time, and I think without him, they won't be anything. You know, what I mean? <laughs> he gets hurt all the time. He gets hurt all the time. He's hurt now. You know what I mean, he says he may play on Sunday, but I doubt it. I, I man, but I, I do think I do think they'll win. I think they'll yeah. beat my Eagles. I think they'll beat. I think they'll beat the Eagles. I don't know if it's like a total beatdown, but no, also gonna, too, it's going to be beatdown. It's going to. Be I know. I I believe he's your one of your favorite players of all time. But what's up with Sam Darnold looking like Michael Vick out there? <laughs> like five rushing touchdowns already this year. Like I know people like to say, "Oh, it was the Jets, it was the Jets," and like obviously he's working with Joe Brady now. But like that's the other thing too. Sam Darnold, I because I know like Scott uh, David Tepper's been obsessed with getting a uh, franchise quarterback. I think Sam's the long-term answer in Carolina right now if they keep this up. I'm not, I'm not ready to go that far. But I, I, I always said about Sam Darnold, the intangibles were there. He just needed a change of scenery. Yeah, I mean, and, like, he's been playing better. So, you know, 100%. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, yeah. Like, he, you know, I, I think they're they're way too talented to be in danger at all in this game against the Eagles. It wouldn't no, be a danger. I can see I can see it being close, but I can't I, I, I can't see the Eagles winning either. I'm sorry to say that. But when I when say, I say when, I, when say, I say I'm sorry, I'm getting an echo. Yeah, um that's probably that's probably me. Um what was I gonna say? With the Panthers, when I say Darnold is a franchise QB, I mean like look short term. Like, you know what? I think still think next year he'll have a job there. I don't think he's gonna be you know, gone after next year and they're going to be drafting a quarterback unless they're like the wheels completely fall off and they end up going, let's say like six and 11 on the year. Yeah. 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 I mean, hell is possible without their best player. He's always hurt. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. You're right. Um, Next game we got, we got the Patriots visiting the Texans, which hopefully is a get right game for new England. This is the other game I'm tempted to take for survival. Kind of like, you know, live or die by my boys. I want if this were Tyrod Taylor, I would say it'd be a challenge. But man, Davis Mills ain't it. I I I I just can't see a world where the Texans win this game. I think some the Patriots have to play horrible football for the Texans to win. There is no way y'all lose this game. <laughs> y'all can't, right? You, you can't. Come on now. We've lost the last two years in a row down in Houston, but obviously that was with Deshaun Watson, who's still showing up on the injury report for some godforsaken reason. I don't understand it. You you know why? I know it's I know. so 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 bad. But you know, it has nothing to do with 
him being hurt or not. You know why? <laughs> yeah, you no, know, they have to keep him on the active roster so they keep paying him. Um, my thing with this game is, is like I think the spread. Let me check the spread. The spread right now is eight and a half, and the over under is thirty nine. The Patriots have been four and zero on the under on the year. They have not hit the over once. I still see this being a. I can see this being a bit of a defensive battle where, you know what, like both offenses don't, just kind of don't have it for the week. But at the same time, too, like I said, look, if if the Patriots lose, I will come on here and say as many nice things about the Houston Texans organization as I can this coming Monday. I will come on here and I will say what a great franchise and how well run they are. I will pump their tires if the Patriots lose. How about that? Can can we talk about this weird criticism from Mac Jones? Sure. Like he's he's a rookie. Like people people are killing me like, well he's not doing much out there. He's not messing up. Like he's Bill Belichick is doing you don't want to shoot this boy's confidence. Like this isn't like the 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 Jags or the Jets where they kind of he kind of has they kind of have to play the way they play like the way Trevor Lawrence play where where they basically say go out there and kind of learn on the fly like nah like the Patriots have first off they don't have the weapons to do that shit and neither do the other teams but like they have a system at least in place where they have a coach who's done this type of thing before with a with a guy by the name of Tom Brady by the way <laughs> and it was the same thing it was the same deal. Tom Brady, when he first when he first started for them, was doing the same type of shit. Dink and duck plays, you know what I mean, RPOs, shit like that. Because it was it was, you know, it was it, it was a rookie. Well, he wasn't a rookie, but he was a second year player. But you know what I mean? It was a first year starter. You know what I'm saying? Like he they he doesn't want to shoot his confidence. You gotta remember, Mac Jones is also we talked about the Alabama quarterbacks. He's coming from a place where not many of those pro, not many of those guys turn out to be great pros. I'm sure this entire offense is foreign to him in general. You know what I mean? So he's doing this right. I don't get why people are complaining. Like Mac Jones isn't doing much. Few of those passes could have been intercepted. You can say that by every quarterback in the NFL. Like just let this boy grow. Eventually, Bill Belichick will take the handcuffs off of him. Then we can say. Hey, he's no, or he's not. I feel like so far he's shown he can be effective, and really, really, that's all you really want. If you, you know, what I'm saying, if you have an organization like the Patriots, who know how to draft, you know, what I mean, just you need him to be effective. And he's effective. He's been fine. I think it's weird. Yeah, he's not, yeah, he's not bad. bad. He's been fine. He had the one bad game against the Saints, but that really was about it. Which also, to, I'm watching this game. Yo, like. How long is Deshaun Jackson to do this for? Where he just catches deep balls and just like runs? Oh, that's his only job now. That's that's why he has a job. <laughs> that's how he made a career. And now that's all he's he's in the league to do. He's whenever kidding. no, whenever I think of him with these long passes, I always think of the miracle of the Meadowlands game from 2011. <laughs> oh man. The one against the Giants, Eagles, and he's just running and then goes in the end zone. Basically, just says "fuck you" to MetLife Stadium. I remember. I, remember. Uh, I bet you do. But no, um, just going back to this game. Look, Mac, Mac's doing fine. I like like this year. A lot of Patriots fans now, obviously, one and three has changed a lot of things. But at the same time, too, we're realizing, look, this team isn't meant to win now. I know a lot of people like to say, oh, but the Patriots broke the bank and they spent all this money. Yeah, but a lot of the guys are locked up for the next three to four years. So the Patriots have 
given themselves, you know, I feel like this is a year of buffer where you learn everything, you get everyone together. And then next year you kind of go for it unless they turn things around and like go on a cuckoo run, like for the next couple months, but we'll see. But as we're right now with the Pats, I don't have any. They spent a lot of money, but it's a rookie quarterback. Let's be realistic. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. I don't know, man. I don't know. And plus, they've been in almost every game they played. They've been, yeah, like the like the Dolphins game, they could have won if it weren't for the fumble. That if they beat the Dolphins and the Buccaneers, this is a three and one football team. And the we're having game. a totally different conversation. Yeah, because if we're not, if we're having a, that different conversation, we all know, like, look, hey, Mac, rookie of the rookie of the year, Max looked great, Mac this, Mac that, but then. It's that's the thing I hate in life is how people don't love to harp on the positives. They love to go after the negatives, like with anything. Like I know people who do that, like with my like personal life, you always hear people doing this. It's like, oh, hey, I, hey, got, I got an 80 on a math test. Oh, OK, what about the other 20 percent that you failed on? What'd you miss? <laughs> like the Matt game missing the field goal, the extra point in the football game just now. Oh, I cut it off. Yeah. Um, so there was that Deshaun Jackson did Deshaun Jackson. That's why that's why I pivoted away from that. Uh, Daryl Henderson ran in the touchdown and then Matt Gay missed the field goal. It doinked off the uh, off the up the right upright. You're a professional kicker, man. <laughs> Is that? Oh, OK. That's the other thing, too. I'm going to say with Sunday's game for everyone saying too, oh, build it and go for it, because that's the thing, too. Now it's like, oh, build it and go for it. You kick the field goal and lost. Imagine if they go for it on fourth down and then they don't miss. Everyone's going to be saying, Bill should have kicked it. Like, that's the thing with a lot of these NFL coaches. There's not a lot of win-win situations. It's a lot of always lose-lose. That's why I brought up the whole negative negativity thing and why I feel like, why can't people be more positive in this world? Or, let's say he goes for it, puts the ball in Mac Jones' hands. He doesn't make it. He's not trying to shoot this boy's confidence. Exactly. He's a rookie. He's a, he's a rookie, man. You got time. Play it. Sometimes, you know what, as a coach, you got to play it safe. Belichick knows what he's doing, so let's not doubt Belichick. He he did this with Tom Brady, and he won a Super Bowl because of it. Tom Brady game managed that entire season, and then when the playoffs came around, he had confidence in himself in the system to know what to do, and he drove them down the field, and they kicked the field goal and won the fucking Super Bowl. Except because, yeah, that was the thing, too. I remember it was uh, John it was John Madden and Pat Summerall calling that game. And I, I only remember this because, like I said, I read the book by Jeff Benedict, The Dynasty. Do not buy that hit piece that Seth Wickersham has wrote. Uh, there's another book that I'm reading that I'll talk about in a bit. But Tom Brady did not want to play for overtime in that game. He wanted to win. He wanted to win. And you know what he did? He won. Because so, he was confident. He was confident. <laughs> so you know what? Maybe with the Patriots right now. You build up a couple of wins. Like maybe you beat Houston this week. Maybe you beat the Jets in two weeks. Who knows what happens with the Cowboys next week? And then you have the Chargers. This team, if they could rattle, say if they rattle off four wins, that's five and three after the month of October. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I think more than likely it'll be probably four and four or I think three and five or four and four. But at the same point, too, you can't look at it as. Hey, look, oh, he's done now. He's cooked. He's this and that. You got to look at the big picture. You got to look at it as, like you said, he's a rookie. By the end of the season, if he hasn't, like, with all these young quarterbacks, like, you you want to see them 
not do some of the same mistakes that they've made throughout the season at the end of the season. That's all you want. You know I mean, I don't expect any of them to finish with great numbers. You know what I mean? Like, like it, I know Trey Lance is being thrown out there now. Like, you know, let's, let's see what he does. You know what I mean? Let, let's see. <laughs> exactly. Like you gotta, you like, that's one of those things. Like, look, you gotta look at it as bigger picture. Young, but yeah, but yeah. What's the next game? <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, next game, four o five. The first game of the four o'clock window. A sneaky good game. Chargers versus the Cleveland Browns. <sighs> Are you go ahead first? Because I'm I'm thinking. I don't know. You know what? I the Chargers last week were weird. They got off to this really hot start and then they cooled off. I feel like the Chargers. They have to find this consistency where they can manage to play a solid four quarters. Because when you do, like, kind of do these like hot and cold starts, that's where it comes back to bite you a lot of the times. Like the Raiders almost could have won that game on Monday night. Well, with this game though, I'm it comes down to one thing for me, and that's the fact that look, you have two absolute monsters on the defensive line in this game. That's my dog's barking. Um, you have two monsters on the D line, and I think it's just going to come down to sorry, my dog's starting to. Confuse me. Um, what I was going to say next is you know, he just really has thrown me off. Um, <laughs> it's going to come down. This game is going to come down. It's going to be this game is the same as the one I said earlier with uh, the Saints and the football team. You know, whichever offense makes less mistakes, I think it's going to be the same case in this game. Which quarterback can play a better football game? Hmm. Well, did you hear the report that uh, Baker Mayfield's been playing injured? Torn, a partially torn labrum, which for a quarterback, that's kind of an important uh, muscle to have. Ah, uh, this was this was tough for me. If the Chargers were at home, I'd pick the Chargers. Yeah, you know I mean, it'd be, it'd be some. I'm gonna go with them anyway. I'm gonna stop you right because. there. This okay. is a Chargers home game. Oh, you're right. It is. Yeah, you're this right. This game is at SoFi Stadium this Sunday, which last Monday they took the whole Charger bolt-up thing a little too seriously because there was a lightning delay. You're, you're right. You're, I'm looking at this wrong. I was looking at it backwards. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, yeah, I will go, I'm going to go with the Chargers, especially because last week they showed balance. Like, they ran the ball well, which, you know, it's a good sign, especially with Herbert being amazing. You know what I mean? If they have balance too, man, they they – they might could win this whole thing, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with them. I'm gonna go with them by like seven. It won't be a blowout or anything, but yeah. Nah, I think the same. I gotta look up the spread for this one quickly. The spread's only two and a half points. I think you're gonna see a game where it's like, let's put a score bow on this, 24 to 17. I think the Chargers are gonna do just enough to finish, but at the same time too, I know we've talked about this before, doing it off air. I'm gonna say it right now. The Chargers, not the Chargers, um, whew, the Browns have a very good coach who could easily be a head coach in the next few years, and that's defensive coordinator Joe Woods. Well, <laughs> it might not be in the NFL. That's all I'll say. Oh, you think he'd go to college? I, I, I heard a couple things. That's all I'll say. But. Interesting, interesting. I like it. But, no, yeah, I think we're going with the Chargers on this game in a $5 billion stadium where they couldn't even put a full roof. They had to like weirdly leave it open. 
L.A. does not deserve football teams. They complain and they bitch them on about not having pro teams. They got two of them, and neither one of them fill that stadium. Did, did you see how many Raider fans were in the stadium Monday night? Yeah, yeah. Like Vivid Seats came out and said that for that from from their website, seventy four percent of tickets bought were purchased by Raider fans. That's a damn shame. And they bitched and moaned about having a team, and they got two of them. Come on, man. They're, I feel like LA is always just this like we're this, we're that, and now like they, I still feel like San Diego. I un, I understand why both teams left, but I feel like the second that Stan Kroenke saw it out in St. Louis, he took it. Yeah, he he just didn't want. Yeah, absolutely, he just didn't want to be in St. Louis. Think oh, of that team was it's not in St. Louis. <laughs> so that that's honestly what it was. But I think we're both going Chargers here, and moving on now to the next four o'clock game, we have the Bears visiting the Raiders. I know Justin Fields got named as the uh, as the starter going forward, but man, you got to give me the Raiders. The Raiders have honestly really impressed me so far this year in all their games. I don't know, man. I don't this game know. is in Las Vegas. This game is in Vegas. I, I know. I know. Um, I feel like both of these teams are a bit fraudulent. I don't think the Raiders are that great. I think, you know what I'm saying? They do, they do this. They did this last year. They've, <laughs> um, oh, I don't doubt you. I, I honestly know that the, the Raiders always do this. They get off to these hot starts where they'll be like six and three going into like mid November and then like go three for five down the stretch. The Raiders, this is classic Oakland Raider football. I'm just saying with this game in particular, I just, I, I still think the when it comes to these two teams, the Raiders are a better team, and more importantly, the Raiders have a better defense because the Bears secondary is shit. The pass rush is good, though. Yeah, that's the thing. The pass rush is good. The pass rush is good. Um, and also, too, the uh, Raiders have a really good uh, – I still laugh at this Raiders situation where they drafted Cleland Furl in the fourth fourth overall in 2019. They took Max, Max Crosby in the fourth round. Guess who the bigger star is right now? <laughs> that's funny. Max Crosby. Um, yeah, easily. Um, you know what? You know what? You know what? Gonna go with the Bears. Gonna go with the Bears. I think just because Derek Carr is gonna be running for his life a lot of this game, and I think they're gonna beat the they beat the shit out of him. Pretty much. I think they'll win just because they beat the shit out of Derek Carr. That's how they beat him. You know what? I still think I actually have a take still next year. I still think next year that Derek Carr is in another situation, is on another team. I don't think he stays with the Raiders. I think he's going to go elsewhere. Yeah, I think you might be right. Like he's always been with the Raiders organization. He like he also really hasn't been the same since his 2016 season. Remember when he was MVP and then he tore his not tore he broke his leg on Christmas Eve against the Colts. And he hasn't been the same since. Yeah, he was my I, I picked him that like at, during that season. I was like I'd still give it to him. I mean, it was the same thing next year with Carson Wentz too. Like, I'm sorry to say, but like that's just that's just me. Yeah, Carson Wentz should have won. He should have, but like I feel like they just wanted to give it to to someone who's like playing. Like Tom Brady, I'll even admit Tom Brady didn't deserve that MVP. I feel like they were just like, oh, Wentz got hurt, we can't give it to him. Give it to Brady. Yeah. Um. Next game we got on the docket: San Francisco visiting Arizona. Which I want to get your thoughts on the Arizona Cardinals. It's finally all coming together. I remember I told the kid, he was like, that team is talented enough. Last year, they should be better than they are. I'm like, give Kingsbury another year. And it's finally coming together. It's finally all coming together. Um, 
they you you gotta they gotta consider them the best team in the league, right? Kyler Murray is a legit MVP candidate, like legit. Uh, it's one of the best offenses in the game. Somehow Kingsbury has taken that system he ran at Texas Tech and tweaked it enough to where they literally do the same thing, but it's like NFL type. It's hard to explain. Like it's it's kind of weird. You know what I mean, um, I, I feel like they win. Like you know, unless Trey Lance is something that we don't know, <laughs> I think they win. I'm the same. Unless Trey Lance comes out and just like lights the world on fire, I think they win this game. I'm looking ahead to next Sunday when they play the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. Big buddies, Baker and Kyler, uh, Kyler Murray going together. Um, but no, with this Arizona Cardinals team, like I'm going with them too. Good. The offense has been good. Kyler Murray's been fantastic. They look complete. Yeah, like complete. It's kind of crazy. Like I knew they, I knew they'd be better, but I didn't expect this. I didn't expect this. No, neither. Not I'm the same way. I didn't expect this. I like expected. You know, I thought the Titans game. I'm like, you know what? Hey, like it could be good, but then the Titans will win. They came out and blew out the Titans week one, and then they just kept rolling and rolling. Like the only blip they had was almost losing to um, Minnesota week two, but then you have now this team where last week they had to do this. The monkey on their back was the L.A. Rams. LA, Sean McVay had beaten them 8-0. The fact that they beat the Rams is going to go a long way for them this season. And Big Rat's been saying this for a while, too. And even, I'll admit it, it's like the Cleveland Browns this year. I think if the Cleveland Browns truly want to win the NFC, AFC North, they got to beat the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's the same thing with Arizona and L.A. But with this game, I'm going Cardinals. Like I said, unless Trey Lance comes out and lights the world on fire – I expect Kyler Murray to win this game. Uh, over under is at 50. I would caution against that. I would say like um, uh, it, it, both teams scoring like mid, like high teens, low 20s. Oh, hold up. Having a bit of issues real quick. Oh, okay. Can you hear me, Griff? I can hear you. Okay, good. Um, Yeah, I agree. 100%. I and also, folks, we're un- unedited, unfiltered. I literally hit stop record. I save the file, and it goes up on the podcast platforms and YouTube. So that's how we do things here at YWC Football Talk. Um, not changing anytime soon. Um, and then we have the game at 425, Giants at Cowboys. This is a game where I feel like it's always either on like Sunday Night Football or in the 425 slot. I'm going to ask you this. I, I, I'm going to go to you first. Who do you have winning this game? Because I'm going to give my thoughts. I want to give my thoughts second. I don't know, man. Um, both of these teams are very they're, they're head scratches for me, man. Suspect. I I just I I don't know. Like I feel like the 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 Giants can exploit them, but like I said, they have to get the ball in Saquon Barkley's hands in more favorable situations that take advantage of his strengths of him being as elusive as he is. And as just like a force that he is in the open field, but they haven't done that all season. So how am I supposed to expect him to do that? <laughs> the, um, the, you know, the Cowboys defense, eh, inconsistent. We know, we know what time it is. Yeah, I mean, except for Trayvon. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go Cowboys, like just just very close, just because 
Daniel Jones on the road. I mean, yeah, he's, you know, like I said, he's probably the best he's played like this season's probably the best he's put it together so far in his career. But I don't know, man. This is a big game on the road. You think Daniel Jones is automatically someone different. I know he's probably going to make a few mistakes. Yeah, I got the Cowboys. Begrudgingly. I'm going Cowboys, too. I just – it's what Daniel Jones shows up. That's what it is for me. It's it's what it's what version of him shows up because there's a Daniel Jones that look hey can look good and you know win your team a game, but then there's a Daniel Jones that like makes silly mistakes and costs his team the game. Because if, like if they if they if they lose this game, I feel like their season is over. You know because I mean? here's the thing with Giants fans, like I feel like a lot of them have like this false sense of hope where it's like if Daniel Jones has this great game, you know what's hey look there's our franchise quarterback Daniel Jones is this 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 he's great. Because every time his primetime record gets brought up, Giants fans love to go like, "Oh, QB wins aren't a stat." When in reality, you're not—they're not like you can consider them a stat or not. But at the same time, too, you're judged off of them a lot of the time. And you know what? In a situation like that, with this with this team, it's all going to come down to how is Daniel Jones? Because even too, like if you look at their games this year, they lost to the Broncos handedly. There was the game on Thursday Night Football where, you know what, they maybe should have won, but they're like, it is what it is. And then you lost to the Atlanta Falcons. But then for some reason, they come out and beat the Saints. Because I don't know if you've seen this, Markeem, but do you want me to read off your ske- their schedule? Yeah, go ahead. At Cowboys versus Rams versus Panthers at Chiefs versus Raiders by week at Buccaneers. You feel like they might win one of those games if they're lucky. And it might be the one this weekend. <laughs> I mean, that's it. <laughs> they in my opinion they this is i'm going cowboys but this is a must-win game for the new york giants i think if the new york giants go one and four you you can't season's over season's over especially with a gauntlet schedule like that coming up like i'm sorry to admit it giants fans but look that's not easy that is not easy you have the chiefs and the buccaneers within a three-week period which both of those by the way ywc football talk big rat and i will be here because both of those are monday night football and you have to go to Kansas City and play Mahomes. And you have to go to Tampa Bay and Tom play Tom Brady. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm just saying. Nah. Nah, it's, not, <laughs> it's not looking good out here for the old New York football giants, man. I don't think so. Like, I think they're just riding a wave of momentum, but then that wave can like come crashing at any second. Um, next up, we have Sunday Night Football. I'm going to outright say this. Bills at uh, Chiefs at Bills. Or Bills at Chiefs, excuse me. I hate to do this like you. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills to win this game. I agree with you. The Chiefs, the Chiefs defense has been the most disappointing thing about the NFL season. You're going to hate me for saying this, but they let the Eagles put 30 points up on them. You don't do that. You're not supposed to do that. It's like, hey, they put up 40. If you look at their point totals this season, um, I got to look up what the exact one was from last week. I think it was four. I think it was 32. Um yeah, so the Chiefs in their games this year defensively. Cleveland, 29 points. Ravens, 36 points. Chargers, 30 points. Eagles, 30 points. You tell me a Super Bowl defense that's averaging 30 points a game against. You don't see it. That's why they're 2-2. Two and two. Not a 1. Not a 1, man. They're also 2-11 uh, and 11 in their last 13 games against the spread. Oh, I didn't know that. They went 7-9 against the spread last year. The same spread record as the Jacksonville Jaguars. I didn't know that. Yeah, I paid attention to that because there was a lot of times because a lot of the times people will do these with these Super Bowl teams where they'll go out there and just 
give them these crazy spreads and then people cover it. Like last year there was one against Carolina that was like, I think 15 or 16 points and Carolina lost by one point because Jolie Sly had to make like a 65 yard field goal. They, they almost lost to the Atlanta Falcons last year, but young way Koo missed a kick. Like Kansas city is a team that got a lot of breaks, but even going into this year, that week one game, Cleveland, Kansas city, I said, Hey, look, chiefs will win, but the Browns will cover. And I had the chargers covering week three. I didn't have the chargers winning, but I had the chargers covering this now, week. Now, however, the one I think about this game, and I hate to cut you off, Grip, but I just thought about this. Um, Josh Allen has surprisingly regressed to who he was. Yeah, I mean, and that, that's that's a scary thought because, like, primetime game, you on the road, you turning over the ball in Arrowhead at night. That you know, what I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm 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 just saying because like I remember there was a similar you know you know I'm saying I'm, I'm going ago. with the Chiefs I'm going with the Chiefs I just talked myself into it going with Chiefs I'm going with the Bills but there was a situation a few years ago where it was the Colts at the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football Chiefs were four zero going into that game and then the Chiefs lost on Sunday Night Football so I'm just saying that that was that wasn't even that was after Andrew Luck retired too that was 2019 I remember yeah so I'm just saying that and also too this is another monkey off their back game because Josh Allen is 0 two against Patrick Mahomes. I didn't know that. Yeah, last year, because remember, last year there was that weird game. It was supposed to be a Thursday night because of COVID. They had to move it to Monday. It was like a Monday night at 5 o'clock, and then there was the AFC Championship game. Because even to that AFC Championship game, the Bills were up early. Yeah, yeah, they were. Here's the other thing, too. The Bills are a really good team right now, and they've really found the gas pedal considering they've, uh, I don't know, shut out two teams, two of the last three teams, even though one of them was the Texans and one of them, the Texans, the football team, and the Dolphins. But the Bills, I think, are playing winning football right now. And I know Josh Allen hasn't looked like Josh Allen, but he's doing the team is doing just enough to win, even though they are killing teams. They're basically showing, look, hey, if Josh Allen's not going to play as well, everyone else is going to elevate their talent so it doesn't look as bad on him. I don't know, man. It's Arrowhead and Sunday night, though. Sam. I just, man, if the Chiefs go two and three, you are going to see the media, national media, collectively shit themselves. Oh, yeah, a- absolutely. That's And, and that's enough. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm convinced now. Chiefs will win this game. <laughs> I'm convinced now. Because, look, if they lose, like, think about it. Everyone's going to be going, oh, my God, what's wrong with the Chiefs? Like, what's all this, 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 this? Oh, my God, Patrick Mahomes. Because if we look at their coming schedule after the Bills, they're at the football team, they're at the Titans, they're versus the Giants, and then they play Packers, Raiders, Cowboys, and then they have their bye week not until Thanksgiving. They got a couple – their next – like, so that's what I'm saying. If they go two and three, there's a very good chance that they kill the football team in week six. Um, you know what? We're going to move on to it because we're going to end this because I don't want to take up too too much of Mark Keem's time or my time either. Colts at Ravens. Uh, man, Colts have been the disappointment of the year so far. They're going to continue to be. I'm going Baltimore Ravens. And they're also going to break the almost 100-yard games rushed. They're going to they're gonna get 100 yards. I feel bad because, you know, I, I I like the Colts. The offensive line hasn't played as well as they usually do, which is kind of weird. Um, just in general, they have not played well, the entire team. And it's just odd. It's just like not even – it's not even really – you know, ex, ex, you can't really explain it. You know what I mean? Um, well, Jonathan Taylor's been all right. But, uh, yeah, the the, the, the – um, the Ravens. We're going to Ravens. Absolutely. I, I, I don't mean to do it to Colts fans. And Colts fans, I apologize. It's just, look, 
there's something not right with your football team right now. John, I think Jonathan Taylor, honestly, bust when it comes to fantasy football. Bust. Um, so I, after this game, look, we had a talk. Uh, we were going to do the, we were going to do a draft, but we're going to scrap that. I want to give you. Uh, I'm going to do this too, Mark and I want you to do it first. I want you to give me a team that you're surprised by this year and a team you're disappointed in. Oh, I I give you the surprise right now. The Cincinnati Bengals definitely my surprise. I didn't think that defense would play like they've been playing. Like they they look they look like a quality football team. Like I I'm not saying I buy them to make the playoffs, but if they did, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Like you know right like look. Joe Burrow has looked has looked really good, has made key plays in the end of games. You know what I mean, he looks like he's going to be what we all thought he might end up being. And that defense has been great. That 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 front has been amazing. Yeah, like definitely the Bengals. Easily the Bengals in terms of my most you know, my most surprising team in a in a good way. Easily. And what about your disappointment? Uh I mean, I guess it would have to be the Colts, but then again, I w- I wasn't like Super high on them to begin with, but I I think they'd be one and three. I didn't think that. This is something off about that team, man. Absolutely, the Dolphins have been a bit of a disappointment too. I will say that. Sorry, kid. They but, they, they get they get a bit of a pass for me just because obviously Tua's hurt. I think if Tua's healthy, they're they're two and two right now. That's true. That's true. But but, but yeah yeah I, I'm I'm gonna go the I'm gonna go the Colts. They should be better than this. That's fair. That's fair. I'm going to change it up from you just because I don't want to be similar. Like I couldn't say Cincinnati, but low hanging fruit. I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers as my first team. Like I, like I, like I said, I had them as a sleeper team to make the playoffs this year, but the fact that they're three and one, the fact their defense is good. Brian, I keep saying this, man, Brian Burns could be a DPOY in the next few years. He could be, I think he could be in that conversation at least for being a defensive player of the year. Um, The fact too, that Sam Darnold's finally in the right system and that it's working the fact, too, that, like, look, he hasn't just beaten these cupcake teams. Like, obviously, yes, he beat the Houston Texans. Yes, they beat the New York Jets. But they handled the Saints. They went to Dallas, and they hung with the Cowboys, even though they lost. Um, they're looking really good. They're, the defense as a whole, Phil Snow, uh, Matt, who's been with Matt Rule since his days at Temple, really hanging well with him. I, I just got to go Carolina. I feel like Carolina is going to be that team that, look, they can be good until they're not. I think, really, they're going to be as good as they want to be. The second that the wheels start falling off, I though, I feel like they can fall off hard. And now shifting gears to my disappointment, I'm going to say the Minnesota Vikings, only because it's an even number. It's an odd number of year. You expect them to make the playoffs. I expected a bounce back from them. I thought their defense would be better. Um, I'm kind of surprised we've only seen Christian Derrissaw in special teams action. Um, I also do think a big part of it as well was Dalvin Cook getting hurt because that's the one thing Dalvin Cook, great running back, but very injury prone. Um, yep. Sorry, sorry, kid, because I know Dalvin Cook literally has ruined Big Rat's life at the high school level, at the collegiate level, and the professional level. <laughs> um, and here's the other thing, too, with the, with the Minnesota Vikings. I'll say this right now. Also, the other thing I'll say, too, is going into the year, my hottest seat was Cliff Kingsbury. That seat now belongs to Mike Zimmer. I think if the, if the Minnesota Vikings, you know, do not make the playoffs, I think Mike Zimmer is fired. He'll, he'll, yeah. he'll get another job elsewhere, but I think this is the year with the Vikings where they were expecting, look, we have Thielen, we have Jefferson. Obviously, losing Irv Smith was big, and they have Dalvin Cook, and then they have Kirk Cousins, obviously. He's got his own, he's got his own issues. But this is a team I expected to be better. Like, they should have beaten the Bengals. They could have beaten the Cardinals. Sure, they beat the Seahawks. 
But Bears fans came out and said this, and I kind of agree with Bears fans. The Vikings always get that, like, one win. It's kind of like what the Giants are doing right now. The Vikings win a game that they're not exactly supposed to, and then their fans get really cocky, and then the next week they're back down to earth. That's why I went with the Cowboys to win this week against the Giants, and that's why Minnesota Vikings are my disappointment of the year so far. Well, I, I, the Mike Zimmer thing, I, I don't know. I feel like the hottest seat's got to be Urban Meyer, right? <laughs> well, no, that, that, that's, that's low-hanging fruit. That's low-hanging fruit. Like, And also, too, he's not going to be – Urban's not going to be fired. It's going to be we mutually agree to part ways, even though that's just a bullshit excuse to saying that someone's fired. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's all. That is all. Well, anyway, folks, um, I hope you enjoyed today's show. It was another great episode. Markeem, it was a blast getting to talk to you once again. We'll have to do this sometime again during the season as it was always good. You know what? We're Unfortunately, we're a quarter of the way done the season, but there's still a lot more football to be played. Uh, next time I have you on, man, we'll hopefully get some more. We'll get – not hopefully. We'll, we'll we'll get some other people. Or we'll know what? You, we can do this again just you and me because this was a blast tonight. I appreciate you coming on here, and uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. Absolutely, Griff. You know if I can make it, I'll be here, man. You know that. You no problem. Anytime I want anybody on here, I just slide in the DMs. I say, hey, guys, you want to come on? And they say either, yeah, they can or no, or we try to figure out a date and then go from there. But anyway, guys, that's going to do it for episode number 100. I got to look this up because I brain fart on it all the time. <laughs> all the time. Episode a lot. 117. I don't even have a title for this one yet. I may just call it week five. I don't know. Um, I don't know either. Ur- right, Urban Meyer. No, no, no. I'm, I'm horny, it, horny old man. I was going to call it grind, you know, just like I may call it grind or, or I make or you know what? Fuck it. Horny old man. Episode 117. <laughs> horny old man. Monday night, though, folks, Danny is back with me. Danny and I will be here to recap all the week five action before Monday night football. But anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening to episode number 117 of YWC football talk. Enjoy week five. Enjoy college football and have a good weekend, everybody. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast, NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.